This is the Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic, hosted by Dr. Mark. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark, and in, indeed, this is the Tea Health Show. And today in studio, we have someone that's been with us before, Dr. Anton Janssen from Rensburg. Anton, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Good morning to your listeners. I'm doing well. Okay, so Sims. Yes. Cannabis. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> would you use it or have you used it? Um, I have used it before um, just to, you know, have a good time or, you know, pass a few hours. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? You do know that I like my statistics. So, here's some statistics. Yes. We know today that cannabis is one of the fastest growing Industries in the world And we knew Traditionally that cannabis Was one of the most widely Used uh, Controlled substances Okay So just to put a Numerical value to this Next year in 2023 The cannabis Industry would be valued at $23.7 billion. So you're telling me I'm in the wrong industry. I, I need to go change jobs. Well, you know what? It's something that we're going to talk about because in South Africa, and this is where Anton is an expert, in South Africa, this is a very, very controlled industry to date. And it will always be a very controlled industry for the simple reason it's worth $23.7 billion. So someone needs to make money. And um, your uh, guy that you spoke about um, <laughs> made a shitload of money from this. So let's go a little bit further. In America, yes, 14% of people during 2021 admitted to have Used cannabis in one form or another And let's go a little bit further 60% of seniors Now Anton, are you and I seniors already? No, definitely not (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doesn't that start at 90 or something? No, uh, well, (laughs) you know Okay, so 60% of seniors said that after the use of cannabis, it had some beneficial effect from them. So, over to the expert. Yes. Anton, what is cannabis? Well, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, I would have given you a different answer. You would have said weed. I would have said it's my dacha, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've got a negative connotation to it. Now, being a cannabinoid using practitioner or prescribing pac- practitioner, I will tell you that this is probably one of the most amazing medicines I've ever worked with in my life. And I've always had a propensity to like plant medicine. So I've worked with some plants before in my life. But for me, cannabis at this point in time is probably one of, one of the best medicines that I am prescribing to my patients. So, so, so that's my answer 
what is cannabis. Now, I think most of the listeners know what cannabis is to an extent that it is a plant and that this plant has got a psychoactive effect. But the plant is so much more. I'm going to stop you there. Explain psychoactive. Active because when when you and I walked into the studio, my question to Simpiwe was, "Have you ever used cannabis?" And she said, "Yes." And I asked her, and Sims, I'm going to ask you again. Yes. Why? Um, it was just like the cool thing, you know. It was the cool thing. It, yeah, okay. So like, what did it do? I mean. Well, for me, I, I was very calm and I was like, oh, this is nice. This is a different feeling of what I usually feel. You know, it's that feeling of like, oh, this, like everything was just like so airy, fairy. But it was just like, I'm with my friends. So this is nice. It's a different vibe. Um, and you kind of enjoy it in that context. And there's different ways on enjoying it as okay, well. Okay, so you used it in a recreational context. Of course, Okay, yes. and... Anton, I think now let's come back to your word that you've used, psychoactive. Yes. So explain, after what Simpiwe has just said, what psychoactive is. So the plant contains cannabinoids. It contains more than 100 cannabinoids. But the famous cannabinoid is THC mm-hmm. or tetrahydrocannabinol. And the THC has an effect on you where it, like you said now, it made you feel something. Yes. Now, if I put 10 people next to each other here now, they'll tell me 10 different things of what they felt. Purely True. because they, they had, they got from that guy that they got it, you know, this unknown, yeah. you know, pr- pr- the, the guy, the guy, the guy that always can hook you the up. Guy, the guy behind the fast food <laughs> store that hooks people up. Yes. They, the little baggie. The little baggie, which contained what you thought yes. was cannabis. You don't, have no don't, guarantee. Don't, I was going to be like, don't destroy my <laughs> It's my oregano. <laughs> you have absolutely no, at, at, <laughs> so, so you, so, the ten people Simpiwe is texting her guy. Yeah, what, what are you selling me, dude? <laughs> she now wants third party laboratory analyses. Yes. yes. Which, I feel like which would be nice to... if the guy behind the fast food store would actually p- produce a certificate from yesterday's batch. But here's the point. You you had a an effect on your brain because the cannabinoids in the cannabis does affect your brain and from who knows what strain of um cannabis cannabis sativa linnaeus which is the 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 group plant name and who knows what else was put in there because sometimes there is a bit of antifreeze in there a bit of you know other medicines just to give it a bit more of a kick and so you thank you i I, 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 sorry i i wish these cameras in 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 the studio were working because if you just saw simpiwe's face um you know what? I think it was the reaction that most of you felt when you he- heard antifreeze, and antifreeze was not there to drive a plant. <laughs> no. So, okay. Sorry, some right people. Uh, yeah. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, Anton, I, uh, you know what? In uh, in our show, we often talk about hormones. Now, hormones have. Receptors. Hormone is a chemical messenger and it is 
secreted by one type of tissue and then circulated through the blood where it has an effect on something else, somewhere else in the body. And for that effect, it needs to bind to a receptor. Now, for me, when I did my cannabis course with you, um, you said something that, that, that blew my mind. And that is that the human body contains receptors for cannabinoids. So, you know what, we, we have it in our bodies. It's something That's it. that is That's it. there and therefore it has an effect. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes, and the other, the other part of that is the fact, and this blows people's minds even more, is that you make People are probably not going to believe me now, but I, I can substantiate that with good sides. But you make your own cannabis. You make it. So you have something called an endocannabinoid system, which was already discovered in the 1980s. After we had discovered these cannabinoids in nature, you have this whole system of receptors. They are a beautiful English word. They're ubiquitous. They're all over the body. They're very highly concentrated in your brain. But you get them in your lungs, your liver. You get them in your kidneys. You get them in your immune system. You get them in your intestine. And so when a person is in balance, let, let me give you another example. Maybe this will explain the best. So the, the country, United States. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, they fought a few wars over the last 400 years. And I've Lost probably, all. Yeah, <laughs> probably the, the nation that has been at war the most of any other nation. So they have quite a big supply of war veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. PTSD. <coughs> and... And what that has done, it's given us incredible insights into how the endocannabinoid system or this um, uh, uh, whole system of receptors actually functions to the extent that people have described people with PTSD because of that, uh, that constant stress, that they have a dysregulation of their endocannabinoid system or they have a hypocannabinergic state. There is a problem because this this endocannabinoid system, it isn't just this little, oh, yeah, we've now discovered it and moving on. No, it is amazing. It is, it is, it, it affects everything in your body and it has a major homeostatic effect. But basically means it brings the body into balance. And so many pain conditions actually cause people to have a hypocannabinergic state where... well. I, I want to actually um, hook onto that and say patients with pain have an increase in cortisol. So cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Now, cortisol is a steroid hormone, but it has effects on the nervous system through neurotransmitters. And it's short acting. What we've seen today, and maybe this explains the PTSD, um, when you are under a prolonged period of stress, like the veterans were during war times, like we are during a COVID uh, spike, um, like we are when we are working 
incredibly long hours for a sustained period of time, like our students. And here we're going to um, our grade 12 matric learners who are, have, I think, about 40, 50 days of school left. And then, you know, but from now on, they're basically just writing exams and preparing for their futures. So these people are under prolonged stress and that causes a down regulation in all the other hormones, Anton. Um, you know, it not only does it cause a dysregulation and a, um, imbalance in homeostasis, but it has a direct effect on yeah, things like testosterone, estrogen, insulin, um, melatonin, so people don't sleep anymore, vitamin D, etc., etc. Um, so, Let's let's leave cannab- cannabis as a psychoactive thing there for the moment. Simpiwi, you used it recreationally, and Aaron um, asked a question. Yes, and he said, um, "Is it true mm-hmm. that by taking the plant, frying it?" To get the oils. To get the oils released, Mm -hmm. that it becomes stronger, and then you use the oils to bake or to smoke or to. I don't think you can smoke. Well, you can vaporize it, but you can't smoke it. Um, Anton, explain to Simpiwe what they've just done. Okay, so you've you've basically taken the plant that, in its natural form, is already healthy. Okay. So the raw cannabis plant has got cannabinoids. So it's, the, it's a group description. It's THE, CBD, CBD, um, uh, CBN, a whole, a whole group of good, good things. It contains terpenes, things like that. And you have taken that and you've heated it. Mm-hmm. In the heating process, I've got a nice word for it, decarboxylation, but just point you heat it up. And you have changed those cannabinoid acids into the cannabinoids. Okay. And you've released an unknown amount because your heat was not measured. Mm-hmm. So you did this at an unknown heat mm-hmm. and you released the cannabinoids because of the heating. And now you've got an oil with an unknown amount of THE, CBD and the other 102 cannabinoids. Who knows? We don't know what's in there. But the point is now you've got a, a substance that if you take enough of it, you'll get enough THC, which is the main psychoactive Cannabinoid, and you. This is what makes you high. This is psychoactive. Makes you now. Now you will bake with that, Mm -hmm. and I've got more heating. (laughs) Well, the bake, the baking. You probably could have, you know, taken the raw plant and mixed it into your 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 product and baked it. That's what we used to do. And you will still carrot cake. Yes, you will still decarboxylize it. Where have you guys been when I was in high school? (laughs) (laughs) When you were in high school, we were uh, old already. Yeah, so the, the, the point's just, um, and we need to maybe say something about high school at a point and younger people and the psychoactive effect and how younger people should be careful with their brains. Okay. Because uh, I don't know if you know at what age your brain is actually more mature. I heard it's like 25. Yes. Hey, Simpi, when you <laughs> listen it. when we talk about the development of the prefrontal yeah, cortex. So, so, so when, when, I speak, when I speak to younger people, and I know, and I know that the brain is still developing. I don't like to introduce psychoactive anything to my patients. So then I use plants where I know the strain, where I know the cultivar of the plant or the chemovar of the plant and where the THC has been removed. 
Okay, so I can still use a broad spectrum medicinal product, okay. but then it's only the other cannabinoids, the CBD, and all the healthy terpenes. It's still a healthy intervention, but I don't want to mess with that developing brain. You know, that, that, the, the whole thing of, I told my daughters, they're not allowed to get married before the age of 25. <laughs> we, want, we want good decisions here. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I will never forget. Um, Yvonne said, she said to her daughters, before you get married, go overseas and lose your tickets and your um, hotel accommodation, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, Anton, what what we need to, I think, take away from what you just said is that when we take the plant in its raw form, we know that this plant has phenomenal effects, both good and bad, depending on what you do with this plant and how you do it with this plant. That's right. Okay. I have a question then. Right. Um, going to the plant is that we can see like the, the, the candies now when you go to the malls, the like the energy drinks. Um, and that's definitely not the plant that you're drinking or eating. So is that still a good way of consuming it? Ha. Huh. So, can I stop you there? What is hemp? Have you heard of hemp? No. Never heard of hemp. Anton, I think maybe start there. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good point to start. So the group, these, this group of plants, mm-hmm. you know, in, in uh, taxonomy or plant medicine, you, you start with something called a family, a family of plants. So there's a family called cannabis here. In this family, you get the main plant where all cannabis comes from. It's called Cannabis Sativa Linnaeus. Okay, it's not that important, just Cannabis Sativa. Okay, you also get hops. You know the plant hops where that beer, beer. is made from? Okay, yes. So it's the most fun family of plants on the planet. <laughs> so, but now then from Cannabis Sativa Linnaeus, this is the main plant, the original That's the plant. granddaddy. This is the granddaddy plant. From that plant, you get several species. Okay. One of them is hemp. Now, hemp, is worth more as biodiesel and fibers. It's a fast-growing plant. They were already making clothes from hemp 10,000 years ago. We have writings that show that. So you can plant hemp in any soil, and that stuff will grow. And it will grow big very quickly, and you can make yourself a nice pair of shoes or a shirt. They even make bricks from hemp now. Wow. I I remember hemp (coughs) rope. Rope, to, because yes. it's fibrous It's very, yes, fibrous. very fibrous And because it's so cheap to grow This is actually, in my opinion From a sustainability perspective for our planet People should get into hemp You know, farmers should look at hemp You know, just for the biodiesel Especially biodiesel <laughs> These days, I'm looking at planting <laughs> hemp in my garden For biodiesel But yeah, the point is Hemp um, is a specific species That does not contain all these cannabinoids and terpenes But what it does contain Is a little bit of CBD Okay. Right. Cannabidiol. And CBD has medicinal value. So now people have developed isolation techniques in the laboratories where they can withdraw the CBD from massive tons and tons of hemp. They can withdraw some CBD. Now that CBD is healthy. It is good for you. And you can put it into a cold drink, into a candy, into a little bottle on the the shelf of the pharmacy. My problem is... However, still is the same problem that I've always had with regulation in our country. Who tested it? When you buy that bottle of water, I bought a bottle of water the other day that, that says it contains CBD. 
Um, does it come with a certificate of analysis from a, a lab that says we guarantee <coughs> as an independent laboratory that the people put this stuff in here? So okay. I, I, I want to go back one step. In South Africa and all over the world, cannabis or as other people call it marijuana mm-hmm. is still a regulated substance, which means it's controlled as a prohibited substance. Now, in South Africa, and Anton, help me if I'm wrong here, you can grow cannabis in your own garden for personal use, but if you sell it... There's an issue. It, it is a criminal offense. Okay. Okay, so... In saying that, think about what you buy in uh, from a shelf off of, on online. It cannot be cannabis. So it will always say this may contain a certain amount of CBD, and accent on may. I always tell people, if you buy anything off a shelf, it will say, this may do this and that. It might do this. It can. It's not, it does contain this. So I might, for all intents and purposes, be a pink fairy Wearing a green tutu Usually it's the other way around I am a fairy but I don't wear tutus So um, you know it's, it, it's You need to understand That What you get Is not regulated And therefore It can contain like Anton said Antifreeze Or just someone Spit Okay. Okay. Sure. So, and, and this is, this is one of the most important messages that we wanted to get across today is that when you talk about cannabis, yes. medical cannabis, prescription cannabis, it's not something that you can buy. It's something that is Prescribed by a registered medical practitioner that is registered to prescribe CBD that has been applied for from our Medical Control Council, or as we call them today, SAPRA, the South African Health Products Products Regulatory Whatever um, So it is a paperwork The size of a matric Textbook That needs to be completed On a case by case Basis So there's very few doctors Who can do this legally But also What you're saying is that my whole like Upbringing or notions About Cannabis has been shattered You know, because I don't know if I've been actually Taking that or um, If it was, you know, antifreeze Or something, I don't know, like now I'm like Okay, so So, What's the right way to go about it then? Anton, I, I think one of the Biggest things that we need to ask is Am I going to get high 
number one. And I think you've answered that question. It depends on whether whatever you are taking contain THC. If it's a hemp product, the chances of you getting high is very little to none. Because supposed to be supposed, supposed to be because it doesn't con- hemp doesn't contain THC or not high amounts of it in any case. The moment that it becomes one of the original cannabis, now we call them full spectrum, full spectrum cannabis. Now you're dealing with the psychoactive part THC. Okay, so if it changes your mood or your thinking. You are dealing or having a controlled substance still and is therefore liable to our police services and our laws. Okay, so does it make you high? Two, is it safe? The type of cannabis that I prescribe for my patients is very, very safe. And let's talk briefly about the cannabis plant, even with all this chaos out there, we still don't have mass deaths that are reported. Actually, no deaths that are being reported from all over the world with the use, recreational use, of cannabis. Um, and if you look at the history of the plant and if you look at the retrospective studies where people actually smoke the plant, which is not my way that I prescribe it. I prescribe oil sprays and things like that. Okay, let's stop for a second. Because for me, again, when we did our course on this, this was amazing. Why do we not smoke it? Why shouldn't we be smoking it? But using it in different ways. And what are the best ways to use it? And guys, if you're going to use this recreationally, there are dangers to this because it doesn't always kick in at the same time or a predictable time. So just be careful. So I don't want – so when I give my cancer patient who has pain, um, I, I literally just spoke to a patient on the way here who's got severe nausea at the moment, and I prescribe an inhalation for her called a vaporizer. It looks like a vape pen. Oh, okay. But it's completely different because it's a, it's a voltage-controlled vape pen that uses very low temperatures, 190 degrees Celsius, 190. Cigarette coal burns at 900 degrees celsius so uh, not only now am i damaging the plant because i'm now i'm causing pyrolytic compounds to come out of this plant in other words smoke particles which is damaging to your lungs it's just not good for you um it's also uncontrolled release of uh, cannabinoids so who knows what is in there and who knows how high the levels of thc is that's why you people that get anxiety attacks after smoking a joint, there's a reason for that because they just got too much THC. I mean, I would, in my experience, patients use maybe 30 milligrams of THC in a whole day. One proper joint is going to give you 200. And there you go. So now my patients don't get high. My, and that's the goal with treatment they, here. They get the benefit from that THC, which is Excitory No, it's it's inhibitory on the nervous system Yeah, and you mentioned in the, in the right type of dosing It, it yeah. becomes paradoxical So it's all about dosing yeah. So it's very interesting, Anton When we look at hospital admissions For pain medication 
overdosing on pain medication. We know that, for instance, in the United States, um, the biggest problem that they have is not cocaine or heroin, but pain medication. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Strong pain medication kills the most people. When it comes to, from a medication perspective, thousands of deaths in the United States every year, and it's groups of medications. Uh, I, I would actually say it's more than thousands. It's in the tens of thousands, if not more. And when we look at cannabis use for pain, the worst that you might get is a patient that wakes up in the morning with red eyes and slightly groggy. You cannot overdose on CBD. Or even full-spectrum cannabis. It's very difficult. You have to take massive quantities. And like you said, I mean, one of my patients accidentally misread my script. And instead of a drop, he took a whole milliliter. And he, his side effect was really good sleep and waking up with red eyes. And, and his wife was angry with me. So I had to deal with that. You know, how, how are you my husband, making my husband a junkie here? Thing. So he was just jealous. <laughs> but, 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 but his pain condition of nine years was better for the first time ever. Pain condition of nine years treated by about six new different neurologists unsuccessfully was better. Okay, so Anton, let's, let's just stay with safety. Cannabis, and I'm talking cannabis, not hemp. Cannabis, full spectrum, which means you have THC, CBD, and other terpenes that comes from a cannabis plant is safe if used correctly. Can you overdose on it? No, but you can end up in casualties with what you experience as I'm about to die and will be diagnosed as a severe um, anxiety and paranoid um, a reaction that might end you up in the psychiatric ward um, because um, you have substance abuse. Okay, so that's 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 like one of the cons, right? That's not a con. That's a, well, that's a big con. Okay, so it's safe, and it's safe in the majority of people, except. For people younger than 25 Because your THC Will impact brain Development It's a psychoactive thing It can change the structure And the communication in the brain So School kids Stay away from a THC If you want to get high Get on a plane Okay So um, Anton I think um we have 20 minutes left in which to talk about the uses and some of the conditions that might benefit. I think the majority of people, back when cannabis oil started becoming talked about in circles, whether it was openly or in friendship circles, it was talked about for Mainly sleep And then Cancer But not curing cancer Pain that was associated With cancer I think So you and I are both 
avid supporters of the benefits of medical grade cannabis, you deal um, through a company called Intracan with the applications, as we said, to the pharmaceutical board, SAPRA, on a patient to patient basis. And you just told me that to date in the last year, we we have 300 successful applications for prescription of medical cannabis. Well, there's probably about 30 million people in South Africa that's using it. So it's a... a, a, There's so many guys out there. Okay. So (laughs) for someone who wants to use cannabis... What are the conditions that we should consider and where the benefits could be dramatic? Yeah. So let me, let me, let's, let's list them. And um, I know, you know, it's sometimes difficult to, while you're driving in your car, listen, but people can also just look at cannabisclinics.co.za, the website, Cannabis Clinics, and they will see some indications on the website there. It's posted there, and that's also the place where you can find doctors like yourself, Dr. Mark, that knows how to prescribe cannabis because I mean not not all doctors know how to do this they are going through training and we are training doctors all the time so when I now give this list you can send your doctor also you know to cannabis clinics to reach out to get trained but the first one is chronic pain and the reason why I, I mentioned chronic pain first is because the official statistic in the United States is that more than 20% of their adult population lives with some form of chronic pain well I can I can tell you that in my practice um, I see it all the time, and it's it's not only related to injuries. It's related to age and deregulation in hormones. For me, it was very, very interesting that you mentioned that the cannabis receptors are ubiquitous throughout the body. And it's, you know what, it decreases inflammation the inflammatory process which is so detrimental to all of us so pain which types of pain chronic pain but literally literally anything you could have had an old car accident and you still have pain from it you could have had an old other injury fallen out the tree Um, you can have osteoarthritis rheumatoid arthritis psoriatic arthritis um, you can have ankylizing spondylitis, systemic lupus, you know, the real autoimmune type uh, pain problems. So all of them that you've n- yeah. that you've mentioned now, except for osteoarthritis. No, osteo, definitely. Um, is yeah. a autoimmune system oh, yes. Yes. Where, yeah. where it's your own body that's starting to attack itself. Attack itself yeah. um, and you know what? I, I think this is one of the major things. Um, if we, if we look at the developments, especially in Israel, um, where most of the, um, research is being done on, uh, the use of cannabinoids for things like autism. autism um, yes. Anton, one of the things that you specialize in is, um, epilepsy, cannabis and the use in epilepsy. Yep. So, so, so epilepsy or, or, or refractory or treatment resistant seizures. So we, we see that with epilepsy. We see that with uh, 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 strange conditions like Lennox Gastel, Dravet syndrome, things like that, where people have tried all the uh, anticonvulsants. They're still having breakthrough. Breakthrough. Well, 
<laughs> breakthrough seizures, you know, if someone has 200 seizures a day, that's the patient I saw the other day, then I guess that's, you know, breakthrough. And then, then, but we'll give them high CBD. So then that's, the, so seizures is another big one. So pain, um, seizures, then spasticity. So there are people that have conditions like multiple sclerosis. We're back into the autoimmune sphere here now. And things like Parkinson's disease, things like Huntington's career, um, where they have spasticity and where the use, and now we start, we still use high CBD, um, lower con, uh, amounts of THC. So we still use full spectrum plant because remember now all this is full spectrum plant we don't use extract us isolates here we you we need the whole plant here we need all the, the terpenes let me just quickly say what terpenes are that's that lovely smell when you take any plant you rub the leaves mm-hmm. and you smell it yes. you're smelling terpenes okay those terpenes all have medicinal value so that's the smell that you get from basil and thyme there and coriander but all of that is medicinal now the the the, the cannabis plant or poisonous more. depends on what you use yeah all poisonous yeah so so the cannabis plant more than 100 terpenes more than 100 cannabinoids and so you'll use we'll use that for spasticity as well. And then then you get your cancer patient, who is very nauseous from his chemotherapy. Okay, and this is where THC is the kingpin. You have to give this patient slightly more THC, and also your your really uh, end stage cancer patients who are getting very high doses of uh, uh, chemotherapy. They usually don't drive themselves to the chemotherapy and back. They've got someone that does it because now we start using levels where their driving ability may be impaired slightly, but they're not high as kites. You know, this they still are completely cognizant of what's happening to them. And that's why a lot of cancer patients in Piwe, um, want to rather, in the last days of their life, use cannabis to deal with their nausea or pain because unlike the opioids, the opium-based drugs that make them drowsy and make them zonked out and walk around the house <coughs> like zombies, the cannabis allows them to be fully present in their families but manage the pain, manage the the, the nausea. Anton, you, you mentioned something now. Um, in my in my clinic, where we work a lot with hormone optic, well, our clinic, the T clinic, is um, mainly focused on hormone optimization and hormone balancing. One of the major effects of pain is that pain in itself creates a down regulation. In other words, lowers. Testosterone levels When testosterone Gets lowered Your pain medication Opioids in the form of Codeine, morphine, fentanyl Those ones All create A further lowering Of testosterone Your pain medication We spoke about receptors So we have opioid Receptors the medication then starts breaking those receptors. We need things like testosterone to make your pain medication bind to the receptor where it activates the anti-analgesic or analgesic effect. So the condition lowest testosterone your medication 
lowers testosterone and that then lowers the effectivity of a medication which results in you using more and more and more medication to get an analgesic effect the problem with this is that medication now starts attacking the kidneys and you end up destroying kidney function okay with the use of things like Cannabis In patients with chronic pain You start Sparing And even repairing Kidney function One of the biggest things that I see in my practice Anton and I don't know whether you are seeing this as well Is that the majority Of our patients that present In in practice Have a GFR It's It's a Term that we use for the filtration of urine through the kidneys of a chronic kidney disease patient without them knowing it. And unfortunately, kidney function doesn't come back once it's lost. So things like anti-inflammatories, your Miprodol, your Voltaren, your Cataflam, Codeine, Grandpas have a significant effect on kidney function. Antidepressants, anxiolytic medication, stomach acid medicine have a deteriorating effect on kidney function. So we've spoken about pain. We've spoken about the effect that it can have on um, chemotherapy nausea. Talk about the effects that the majority of people thought about using it for sleep. Yeah. Or headaches, you know. No. So it doesn't work for headaches, simply. Well, I'm just saying, people will come up with any excuse, you know, so they'll use like headaches because it's a pain. So, so let's go to sleep quickly. I'll speak about headaches just now. So, yes, sleep, we have approvals for sleep, but it's, uh, uh, it's insomnia related to pain. So it's a little bit more difficult in South Africa because we are guided by SAPRA. So I can't just, if you say I'm having difficulty sleeping, you know, it's it's my patients who have difficulty sleeping because of another cause. And then that's how I get the the approval. Okay. So one of the things that, Anton, we look a lot at, one of my, my first questions that I ask, well, in my consultation, I ask patients, and we'll talk about, we had a program on sleep. Sampiwa, do you remember? Yes, I do. Um, sleep hygiene is very important. Okay. Guys. So one of the first questions that you have to ask yourself is, do you wake up refreshed in the morning? And if the answer is no, you have a problem either with quality or quantity of sleep. So, Anton, as I said... Um, when I started hearing about CBD, people were taking CBD to sleep better. So these are your hemp products that contain traces of CBD. Now, let's say I have severe refractory insomnia from years and years of using sleep medication in the form of a sleeping tablet. Um can we approach SAPRA for something like that? At the moment, it's rather difficult. They are quite strict. So these Section 21 applications don't come that easily. So a patient like that, I would still go and look for something else in that patient. I would try and figure out why does this person have this this serious sleep problem? Is there maybe pain? Is there maybe something else that is a problem? Okay. So sleep and 
CBD and sleep apnea. Will CBD or combination THC-CBD make sleep apnea worse? So technically not. Technically not, because you're not you're not going to drug the person into a. So you will not stupor. relax the muscles. No, you see, that's the whole point. That's why I would much rather, if a patient has sleep apnea, I would much rather not use a very strong opioid sleep medication. I would much rather use a low dose, controlled medicinal type medical cannabis or medicinal cannabis product to get that person to sleep, so that I maintain muscle tone. Um, in my patient uh, it's the, the opposite of this is typically the, your alcohol stupor you know a person having where they literally pass out where they pass out now that person is a serious sleep apnea uh, risk and also Absolutely. a reflux yeah these and, people uh, choke in their own vomit they choke in their own vomit vomit basically Patsy. Um, so 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 it remains very difficult our landscape in south africa is still v- highly restricted but we are making gains. I mean, for example, we we actually got endometriosis approvals now in the last. Simpiwi, do you know what endometriosis is? No. Okay, so this is a condition that I would say thirty percent of women encounter, and that is extreme pain during the menstrual cycle because endometrial tissue, which is supposed to be in the uterus. Starts getting outside of the uterus. So as you build up the, the endometrial lining to make, to, to prepare it for implantation of, um, a fertilized egg, that happens outside of the uterus as well. And that causes a great amount of inflammation, a great amount of pain. Anton, that's okay. phenomenal. Um, that we can use it for endometriosis and that it was approved because there are so many women that That's battle it. with it. it. Um, and, and, you've, and you've described it so beautifully. This is not just period pain that we're talking about here. People with endometriosis, they can have debilitating pain yeah. technically anywhere in their entire torso. They can manifest, manifest with debilitating back pain caused by uh, uh, endometrium growing on the back and this is abdomen. all under hormonal influences That's in it. any case. That's so, and your CBD will not only control the pain and the inflammation, but it will also help balance that, that, no. that endometrial growth under estrogen and progesterone. So, so, so I, I like that yeah. one. That for me is a new yeah. one. Yeah, this okay. Is brand, this, no, this is brand new. This is. Okay. What other conditions? Yeah. So this, so now everything related to what I've said now is what we have. So anxiety and depression Not yet I fully No not yet But I fully believe And I understand the chemistry of the plant When I look at the receptors I mean I see how the cannabinoid The actual cannabinoids Actually interact with serotonin receptors And with um, uh, Even with opioid receptors So the plant is, it, it helps with everything But we don't have official approvals yet I, I, I wonder if a lot of people know Simply do you know that a, a lot of serotonin comes from your gut? No. A lot of serotonin comes from the gut. Yep, that's right. So, Anton, um, a question. CBD and things like irritable bowel syndrome, irritable bowel disease, chronic abdominal pain, ulcers, stomach ulcers, um, any relation there? Yes, because you have, you have expression of those receptors in the intestine. 
So the, that's why the natural plant, the undecarboxylated plant, is linked to effect in irritable bowel syndrome. So people who make a smoothie with the cannabis that they grew in their garden, or they, you know, they they make a Stiff juice and start growing, <laughs> or they make a juice or something. <coughs> That's why we're seeing effect in reflux disease. Because at the end of the day, your irritable bowel syndrome is once again a dysregulation. Now, my other field that I that I work in quite a bit is the microbiome and the bacteria. So obviously, you have to have the right bacterial uh, biome here. You have to treat with bacteria as well, probiotic bacteria, which you need to get from a place that put actual bacteria in there, not other stuff. So you need once again, we're back to the old problem. But back to cannabis. I believe this plant is the is the great balancer. So that's why in my garden I plant cannabis. To use raw in smoothies and as a health supplement. at home, and not you're not a guy. Are you a guy? I am a guy, but I'm not that guy. You're not that guy. So I can't. Yeah, you're not that kind of guy. Okay. So, um, Anton, uh, we we fast running out of time. So let's recap. Cannabis, is it safe? It's safe. Conditions? Conditions, chronic pain, seizures that don't respond to treatment, spasticity of muscles caused by other conditions, cancer-induced or chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, but also cancer and palliative end-of-life treatments. Yeah. Then we have endometriosis now on the list, and we have insomnia caused by pain those are the approved conditions that we treat remember now and chronic pain is as wide as it gets cost the cost is reasonably high because you're going to pay for a medicinal product that was planted indoors so us doctors really only and we don't do it in south africa we yet do. we do we do our South African farmers have caught up beautifully. Ah, because the cost was prohibitive because <laughs> yes. Um, yes. we used to import from um, Canada, Canada Australia, and, and the Netherlands. And, and the Netherlands and Israel. We still do because of the purity of some of those products. But the prices have started coming down. And yes. Average cost per month. So say for a condition like pain. Like, like pain, I would prescribe a, a one-to-one THE to CBD oil, you would pay a thousand one hundred rand for that bottle, and then you would have. A but that will last you for a month. That usually lasts the patient for a month. But some pain patients only want to use the vaporizer, the low temperature inhalation. It looks like a vape. I just don't want to use the word vape because it's not a typical vape. They would pay seven hundred and fifty rand. It's a very, month. it's very interesting that you said vape because I can walk into a vape shop. And I can buy a cannabis, a claimed cannabis vape. Yeah. But that is still illegal. Fully. 100% So that is not cannabis. That's some kind of hemp or, um. Yeah, it's a concoction. It's from the guy. They got it from the guy. (laughs) And you're at a store now. (laughs) Um, And if it's at a store. Yeah. Uh, you you need to be very careful because very, that you know at firstly you really do not know what's yeah, in there, yeah, and it still is legal. Then rather grow your own. 
Yeah. So some of my, my patients who have, a, who have budgetary constraints, for their pain, they just use this vaporizer cartridge that comes from Canada. It's the purest, purest uh, product that I've ever encountered. And in that little cartridge is 150 inhalations. So some of my patients actually get through a month with that 750, 800 rand a month using only that v- vaporizer cartridge. But some of my patients need more help, so I have to add the 1-1 oil which is now the 1,100 rand. So I, I, I do that as well. Um, in my practice, I, I use, um, I usually start the patients off with a plain CBD oil. Um, and then I would step that up to a combined CBD THC um, on different times during the day, nighttime, maybe in yeah. the morning. And then for breakthrough pain, That's okay. I like to add vaporizer and for those people that don't smoke um i recently came across a company that put it in in inhalation like an asthma pump do you guys have it as well no no we don't we don't prescribe those yes because we don't have uh, products with enough paperwork remember now every single application these are all medical grade authorized yes a section 21 application is it's like a matric exam uh Back of papers per patient, yeah. But this is what we've. But I mean, this is what we've now done at, at uh, introcan.com. We help doctors to streamline this process, so doctors don't have to be scared. I mean, if a patient's oh, it's very easy, now, guys. If you're a practitioner, yeah. um, please go and look at this or call yeah. Introcan because all you do is a portal, and you put in. Um, it takes it's it's, it's less a than. Yeah, you know what? It's less than filling in a chronic medication application. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 way less. So and Intracan does all that. the work. We do all the work. So, you know, uh, our main focus and my main focus is education and helping doctors to just write that script and that we do. And that's on Intracan.com. The other platform is CannabisClinics.co.za. If people just want to learn more about this, there's less free um, um, educational information on all those platforms where people can have a look at these things. Okay. Anton, we came to the end of a show. Um, for you as a listener, if you want to know more, um, you can always get hold of us at www.tclinic.com. The number in Johannesburg, 010-824-1393. Anton, you just said intracan.com and cannabisclinics.co.za. That's it. Okay. Um, if you want to get hold of Dr. Anton, call the T-Clinic. We'll put you in contact with him. Um, if you want more information, listen to the show, spread it. Cannabis can be a, a, a disease changing addition to medication, not necessarily um, a replacement. And please see it as that. We use it as an add-on. And for patients who do not respond, this can maybe be what just gives you a better quality of life. And that's what we're all about. So next week, we'll be back and um, I'll be joined by uh, Dr. Catherine Davies, hair guru, uh, Extraordinaire from Joburg, and we're going to talk specifically about hair restoration in women. Yes. So um, we'll we'll be talking a little bit more about that. So join us next week. Anton, again, thank you so much, and Sims, have a great week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. That was the Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. 
Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by The Tea Clinic.